All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Doomer Bloomer podcast with Will S. All right. If you've been a longtime listener of the show, you know that we're talking about the hero's journey, the Doomer to Bloomer's path, and how to get what you want out of life with the five or the nine pillars framework. Today on the podcast, I have a guest uh, who has spent time with the Shaolin monks, trekked Mount Everest, studied Tibetan monks, has his own number one podcast. Uh, his name is uh, Matt Belair. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm great, man. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. It's so much easier being on the other side of the mic, so I appreciate the work. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. I'm uh, glad we connected. And yeah, I would just, I would love to get your take on life and the Doomer to Bloomer path and kind of where you are, kind of where you are in your, your hero's journey. Sure. Yeah. Well, for me, it's been a, a long road for sure. Um, when I was younger, I, I enjoyed martial arts and still do. And, and, you know, I've always been on this quest for human potential, but I always wanted to travel as well. So I've been to about 25 countries. Um, you know, I've, I've been able to train with very interesting people like the Shaolin monks and the Tibetan monks, like you mentioned, also some Native American elders. And so for me, it's just been an exploration of my own potential and human potential. And also the big questions, like what the hell is actually going on on the planet? You know, like, where do we go when we die? You know, what's the meaning of life? What's what's that? What's what's our actual history? Like, who the hell built the pyramids? You know, those things are fascinating. And so, you know, when you really uncover history um, and, and and look into it, it's very fascinating. Ancient history, uh, Sumeria, you know, all the different stories. And so, trying to pick apart truth and uh, you know fiction and what we're told is is it's inter it's an interesting thing. So for me. It's been a long journey and, uh, you know, right now where I am is being in Ontario. I'd like to go back out West. I did eight years on my snowboard in Whistler and I love that. And I want to get back into the mountains and, you know, I've been working really hard on this podcast for the last five years and really studying what's going on in the world and trying to be of support there. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, I, well, you can let me know where you want to dive in cause I can get lost in a rabbit hole quite easily. So you might want to steer it a little bit. What, uh, what's on your mind right now in terms of your podcast? What's, what's front, front, front and center in your mind right now? Right now for the podcast, it's law actually, which I never, it seems like a boring topic. I wouldn't want to go into that. Uh, you know, for the, since March, I've been 100% health, you know, going down the rabbit hole of germ theory versus terrain theory, trying to figure out what's going on with this whole COVID thing. I've spent like 500 hours of research on that, which has been very fascinating. And now um, it's transitioned into law. And then I heard about things like free man on the land and people who didn't pay taxes and, you know, your birth certificate being a shipping container receipt. And I knew about some of this stuff when I was younger, I heard about it and I read about it and was like, okay, there's something here, but I don't quite understand it, you know? Um, and so as of late, I've been connected to a lot of people because what's happening is more and more tyranny. So it's like, how do we, you know, how do we, you know, not get vaccinated if we don't want to, how do we um, deny these, uh, you know, tests, how, like if they're going to lock down travel, right. Uh, how do I get past that or, you know, or hold my own um, freedom? You know, how do I have my freedom? And so I've been focused fully on law, which is interesting because 
when I looked into war and starvation, so I was looking at human potential as a, as a kid and as a martial artist as a, and, a, and an athlete when I was younger. But my other thing was, why do we have war and starvation? It didn't make any sense. So I'd look into that and uh, I learned about, you know, kings and queens and the global elite and all that kind of stuff, which is, which is a real thing. And um, it does exist, but it would talk about this Luciferianism and Satanism. And I was like, okay, yeah, that probably exists. But now understanding law and the bar association and international bankers, it actually is a, a straight up Luciferian satanic system. And the reason why I say that is because there's a great definition by uh, Rudolf Steiner that says anything that seeks to restrict or bind by definition is Luciferian. And so what these people are doing is they are tricking you into consent. And that's what's going on with our law. So, you know, your birth certificate being a shipping container receipt. Also, when you go into court, um, you know, I did law and security in college. And, you know, one of our professors was telling us like, you know, these different things. And he said, well, if you go into court, like the meanings of words are different. And I was like, what the hell do you mean? Like, why don't they just use English? Well, you know, person, like the definition of person in Black's Law Dictionary can be monster, person. Uh, I think it's, yeah, I believe it's person. And also goat in all capitals means sewer. So you go in there and think that you're speaking English, but you're, they actually have a different language. It's a, it's a law society. And so they'll use that for you to consent because it's all consent based. And then you're subject to their jurisdiction. So I'm only... Uh, a beginner at this and there's a lot of great people out there. there's a lot of great resources but it's imperative for people to know because they're tricking like good people don't go around trying to trick other people to harm them and take their stuff but that's indeed exactly what's happening to us and we're all witnessing it now with these stricter lockdowns and what they want to do you know they're really impeding free people it doesn't make any sense if you think about it and so we need to figure out what that remedy is have that understanding because then it will become null and void so it is a little bit dense but there are some people out there right now really making it easy and uh, it, it's so important imperative because like even with the lockdown that's going to come here it's it's in australia already um but they'll say you can't travel between cities all they're going to do is fine you even if they put military on the street they'll give you a fine um and then that's an offer as well so learn how to fight the fine or take it to court or um put without prejudice on your license and look into that there's a great uh, book on that um means you know you're not going to contract with them and uh you know see, just try that one out you know update your signature and put without prejudice on it and see what happens uh so so yeah, so that's it. So I'll try not to go too far down that rabbit hole. <laughs> See if you want to jump in. I I I love it. I love I love that we actually had an episode uh, when I first started the podcast about going going galt. So basically, going back to this is the way I see it. I, I I look at the cycles of history and I look at how things repeat themselves on about an eighty year eighty year cycle. And I just actually finished a book by Stefan Arnio. You may know the late Stefan Arnio, um, real estate investor from Manitoba. Uh, but he wrote, hard times create strong men. Weak men create hard times. And we're coming from a cycle of weak men now creating hard times because we have we lived through the good times of after World War, World War II and the, the boom times of the 1950s, 60s, 70s. And then in 1971, when they abolished the gold standard, we had this proliferation of uh, the debation of the, the money system just 
just going going towards in negative infinity in terms of the value because we don't have a a standardized currency that's tied to a as before like the gold the gold standard money is just a means of 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 exchange now it's not it doesn't actually have physical physical value in that sense so people are yeah like people are like you said with the luciferian uh, <laughs> system people people are people are getting yeah, like you said very very getting very restricted and they don't even don't even know don't even know why <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah it's it's interesting that you that you bring up uh the the free man uh because there there are alternatives like back in the the dirty 30s or 1920s people used to live off the land and we don't really do that as much uh anymore we're 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 dependent on the grocery stores and we're dependent on the governments for for our day-to-day uh necessities so (laughs) i uh i'm just kind of wondering uh you know in your in your travels because it it sounds like you've been to uh, like you said 25 countries so like contrasting contrasting north american culture to you know i let's say east more eastern philosophy like where is what's your what's your take on what's your take on that oh well you know yeah i have traveled to many countries uh nepal was one of my favorite um so that's where i i went and i trekked mount everest and i also studied tibetan buddhism and so i taught english class to younger kids in the morning and then i uh, had conversation with older monks in the afternoon and you know you kind of hear sometimes that they say the poorer countries are actually happier. And that was actually my experience in Nepal and in Cambodia. They, they were very, very poor and, uh, but they had a, they were happier. They were happier than we are. Um, they're just content. Life is simple and, um, it's slower. It's more real and genuine. You know, a lot of people are really go, go, go in the States and and in Canada and North America and, and Europe as well. And so, you know, I've been fortunate to see so many different ways of living, so many different ways of life, even within Canada, right? Like you're out in Edmonton and I'm near Toronto right now, but living in the mountains is a slower pace, right? And so when you when you get to experience those things, you can then make a choice on what type of lifestyle you prefer. And so what I really enjoyed about Nepal was uh, just this, the slow pace and there was no rushing around and it was just a lot of uh, beautiful uh, community, really caring people. Um, and it was just, it's just a whole different uh, thought process. And, you know, I remember the homestay I was at, he's like, you know, I want to come to Canada. I was like, you could, um, but you probably be working a lot, right. For this apartment, he's spending all day with his kids. He's teaching English. Um, he's doing all that kind of stuff. I said, honestly, you probably have a better quality of life here than you would in Canada. Like we do have opportunity to grow and a lot of benefits. It's just that I think that we as people can get a little bit sidetracked on, you know, the acquisition of money. And so we're not spending time with our kids. We're not doing things that we are passionate about. Um, we're not living our life purpose. And we have that freedom here to uh, create and live our life purpose. And that's really what my work has been focused on is human potential. How do I design and live a good life um, for me? It, Cause it's my life, right? So I want to live it to the fullest. And then how do I share that with others? 
And so, so many people don't think about what their life purpose would be or what they're meant to do or what they're passionate about and, and how to work towards that. And so that's been most of the work on the podcast and helping people. And it's a really beautiful experience when you can start uh, directing your life in that way. You know, who am I? What did I come here to do? What am I curious about? What am I passionate about? And how can I give back to my community? And uh, when we you know, understand and know our vocation and what we're meant to do, um, we can then go ahead and create that. And that's the privilege we get in uh, the Western societies and developed countries. We have all of that opportunity to create who we want to be. And the problem is uh, most people never question that. They never don't even consider it and, and think it's an option or work towards it. But we have all got that capability and power. And it's such a a meaningful and fulfilling experience if you do that. And only you're the one who can kind of take that journey, right? We put money first and our uh, curiosities and our passions second. Well, if we put our curiosities, our passions first and figure out how to make the money after, um, it's a much better way to lead your life. And everybody who does it will say the same thing. It's very challenging because it's not guaranteed, right? Like if you go get a job at insurance or wherever the case is, you might have guaranteed money uh, as much as it can be guaranteed. Um and, and, but then you're putting the passion to the side. So, you know, even if you just start to chip away at it a little bit each week, over a year's time, you're going to have tremendous, uh, a tremendous difference in where you are in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're talking about the idea of a calling, right? Like we all, Wayne Dyer talks about the same thing, right? Like you're, 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 you feel call called to do something. You know, whatever, whatever that may be, you might be, want to be the, the world's greatest origamist or something like that, or <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> you pick up obscure, obscure job title here, right? Oh yeah. Well, um, somebody on the podcast was telling me about this person who made art pieces out of butter and apparently they're absolutely crushing it. Like what? I was like, what are you talking about? I was, I was talking about how you can design, you know, life if you really think about what you're passionate about, what you want to do. And, and the podcast guest tells me the story about a person they know about, you know, becoming this famous person who makes crazy sculptures and art out of butter. And I was like, that is ridiculous. So if that's possible, you know, whatever you can imagine is going to be less ridiculous than that, you know? <laughs> so yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. I love Wayne Dyer too. He's, he's, he, uh, unfortunately he's passed now, but a lot of great works and, uh, you know, I love his philosophies and teachings. Yeah, I, I, I read Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life in 2016, 2017. Uh, kind of got me out of a, out of a doomer, doomer mindset at that time. <laughs> uh, and uh, I haven't, 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 haven't really looked back since. I, I, I kind of embraced the, the Tao Te Ching as my, my personal internal spirituality and and the core to my, my being. And I, I ask myself, you know, how can I serve? I ask myself that every day, you know, I have post-it notes and reminders, uh, you know, how, you know, the, how we, I, I love how you talk about the life's purpose too. Like, um, <laughs> you know, uh, so I just, I just looked at your, your bio here and it's like, what is, what is the best resources that have helped you along the way? And you, you put the creator. So what, it, what, 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 what does that mean to you? I could, I'm, I'm open. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, like going through those questions, I've read tons of books. I've, I've probably invested $200,000 at least into personal development, doing every training, every single thing that I can under the sun to develop my mind, body and spirit. Um, but as far as resources go, you just need one. And that's your connection with spirit, God, the creator. And so that's got to be first and foremost, oh, outside of any teaching or recommendation, you as the master, you know, we hear it all the time. Um, even when I went to, you know, study with the Shaolin monks and Tibetan monks, right? It's like, you're still looking for this outside of master. And what I realized was studying with these Tibetan monks is they were people and they would explain that to you. You know what I mean? They're saying, you know, it's always an internal process. Um, there are no secrets. There are good processes, right? But your action um, is going to be the most important thing. And so learning to listen to your internal guidance system and I used to think that I thought like everybody else. And when I was a teenager and everybody was going to university, I realized I, I actually didn't think like everyone else because not one of my friends was thinking about where they wanted to travel, what they wanted to do, what they wanted to do with them, their lives. They were only thinking, go to university and get a job. And I couldn't believe I was the only one thinking about going out West and snowboarding and, and figuring out a way to travel. And I thought, wait, you guys are signing up to work 40 hours a week, two days off, two weeks of vacation. Um, you know, I was like, you you can't think of a better model than that like i'm not i'm not doing that there's got to be another way to do existence in life that sounds like a terrible life i don't want to do that and so um i just realized that i i thought a little bit differently and people don't really um think about who they are and what they want to do or listen to their intuition. And that's the only thing that I've done that's been different. I, I figured out who I am, what I'm curious about, what I want to learn and grow. And I, and I move towards that. And it's that impulse, that inner knowing that is kind of guided and it will guide you to the books. It'll guide you to the education. It will guide you to the experiences, to the people you need on your path. It's the only thing that you know, and everything else is a wonderful uh, bonus. You know what I mean? All, all the experiences along the way, because it's a never ending learning process. It is never, ever complete. Um, you'll always learn, you'll always grow. And um, yeah, so it just makes it a much more beautiful experience if you're directing it, you know, creating your life on purpose, rather than having it created by default, you know, for for someone else's means. And I always found it interesting of all the coaching and stuff that I've done in my life and all the travels, I'd always ask people like, what would you do if you retired? What would you do if you had unlimited money? Right. And people don't even think about these questions. Right. And they just live their life, you know, and I'm like, man, everyone is capable of so much. I believe any human has infinite capabilities, but we're gonna have to work and put effort towards it, you know? And so, but what, what else, like, why not? What else are you doing with your life? You know, like you can do it, you know? So, yeah. So I always find that interesting that people don't question that they don't, they don't, they don't ask these questions. So it still blows my mind. And I think that's why I've transitioned all my work. I was doing peak performance coaching and working with high level athletes, Olympians, things like that. And, you know, since the podcast I was like, yeah, coaching and sport is great, but you know, I'm really interested in personal development and spirituality. Um, you mentioned the Tao Te Ching, which is absolutely a phenomenal book and phenomenal teachings. Um, but, you know, living our life purpose is the most important thing we can do for all of humanity. And you also mentioned being of service. And I think that's beautiful because um, for me, what an awakened person or an enlightened person um, does or who they are is just basically two very core fundamental things. The first is they take 100% responsibility for everything in their life. So that way they're a creator and not a victim. Um, they can change their circumstances. Uh, if it's someone else's fault, then you're, you have no power. Your power is now gone. Um, and they think about, you know, what can I give? How can I serve? Right. And when you think about how you can contribute rather than what can I get, 
um, then it's a whole different way of living. And so if you are pursuing your curiosities and passions, you become a master of that and you can share it with other people. So you're honoring yourself and who you came here to be. And then you share it with other people. It's so simple, but people go, oh, well, how much will I get paid for that? You know, I don't know how much you'll get paid. Maybe you get a little bit, maybe you get a ton. I'm not, so, I'm not so sure. I don't know. I don't have that answer, but I know you'll figure it out. You know, and I know that if, if you have a near death experience, which I've had way too many, I think I've had like five now, um, you're going to be happy that you made that choice. You're not going to go, you're not going to be like, oh, I wish I, I wish I didn't pursue my life purpose and interests. You know, <laughs> when you're, that's not going to happen. You're going to say, oh man, why didn't I, why didn't I go for it? You know, why didn't I test myself? Why didn't I get clear on who I was and what was important to me and pursue that with all of my spirit and will? That makes more sense, doesn't it? Uh, I think I think it's best send up. It's best summed up by the by the words, uh, like the Roman legions. It's called burn the boats. They yeah. arrive on shore and they burn the boats behind them. There is no plan B, C. It's plan A or nothing. Um, and we, it, it's it's funny that you mention it. I feel it's I feel the the money equation. It's a very North American, very North American U.S. centric sort of notion. You know that we're that we're we're running these scripts. Like I, I I call those type of people NPCs, non-player characters, because they're <laughs> they're they're just running the script that they're told in society, right? Because if you think of of how the education system is designed at at the at this instance, it's it's actually designed on the old Prussian Prussian system, where you, you time in at a certain time, nine a.m., and you time out at a certain time. It, it, it's, it's not, it's not designed to create three, free, free thinking or, or people who are able to, to, uh, negotiate or, or, or become, I guess what we need in a society is we've, we've transitioned from industrial society to a technological society. And now we're reaching a point where we need to be an entrepreneurial society in, in the sense that whatever thing, like you said, whatever, if you want to carve butter and you can turn that, turn that into a, and turn that into a reality, uh, you can do it. There's, there's a marketplace for it. Now there's platforms like Etsy or Patreon or YouTube or what have you. It's just, we have to turn from being a, a consumer, a consumer of things to a producer. Right. But like even 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 the old like the the pre the pre-industrial like pre-World War Two, like people used to produce things on their own. Right. We don't we don't do that anymore. All of our like all of our stuff from Walmart comes from China or some other some other third world country or or what have you. It's it, it, we have a we have a society that's become globalized, but we need to start thinking thinking global but acting local i th- i think that i think that's kind of the, the 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 new the new script that has to start running for people um you know what i mean and and i, I think especially with this this covid situation like for myself personally it really it really uh it realized it helped me realize what was not what was not working in my life and what was working in my life you know uh, and I had, I had to transition from, like you said, what, what can I get 
versus what can I give, right? And that that I think that's an important distinction to make. If you start becoming a go-giver versus a go-getter uh, and you give give freely of, of whatever your time, your effort, uh, whatever content or thing that you want to pursue, I, I think what naturally tends to happen is that other people start getting attracted by your vibe, right? You know, I, I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. And I, I love all that. I love the, the go giver is so great. Um, yeah. And one of the things on the uh, attracting your, your tribe type of thing, you know, for my podcast, I, I set the intention. I'm like, you know, I, I want to have meaningful conversations with people who, uh, you know, I kind of set the intention, the most enlightened, uh, authentic, aware, you know, masters of health, spirituality, wellness, personal development, um, out of the box thinking. And so what, what it's done is it's let other people in the world know what I'm about. Right. And so with all this COVID stuff, I've made so many friends who are like-minded, who are like-spirited or who are like-hearted with these great divides, right? Like people have become, you know, if you go on Facebook and Twitter, people have become such a-holes everywhere. It's, it's ludicrous how people are behaving. You know, you would never, you know, imagine the 1980s, you know, and people in Twitter going out in public and speaking that way to people, you know, you get your ass kicked. Right. And so now because they're on Twitter, they feel like they can just say whatever they want and just be absolutely terrible people. And so what the podcast has done is like, connect me to like-minded, like-hearted, like-spirited people. And that benefit is massive. The opportunities that are now being presented to me are massive. You know, the podcast financially for the last six years, you know, I'm 36. I've never been like, how can I get a bunch of money? It's been, how can I travel? How can I create these experiences? And luckily the the universe and the creator has provided me enough to travel, but it's always been uh, a struggle financially. And how will I figure this out? But it always gets figured out. Um, and so, you know, I'm not sitting here on tons and tons of money. The podcast has never made a ton of money, but now what I'm getting as far as value and abundance from connections and opportunities is priceless. And that's because I've committed to this path for the right reasons, for the reasons of, of contributing. So, you know, at the very least, you know, you're setting the signal to other people that say, Hey, you're authentic. You know what I mean? You are of service to people and you can have a regular job. You can, you can do whatever, but it's your way of being and it's your intent. People pick up on that frequency. You can have any job with the intent to still be of service. You know what I mean? And that frequency is what's going to guide you and connect you to other people. Um, and then it's just from there, if you want to go a little bit of a step further, it's just, you know, what do you want to create? What would you do with your time if you had unlimited time? And that's when you go into like purpose and vocation, but really um, any, any, positive intent of being of service you're gonna you're gonna attract your tribe and you're gonna attract the people you want to participate with you want to build with and especially in these times nothing could be more valuable yeah a hundred hundred percent like it's it, it's it's really i don't know it's really it's really it's really shifted last this last year like it's it's uh i i can i can see i can see what you mean by the you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not so much what you do. It's, it's more about how and why you do it. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's more of a, it's more of a mind, it's more of the mind, it's more of the mindset than anything, you know what I mean? And I, uh, 
I would like to ask you, you know, how, like, if you like, cause this, this, this podcast is the doomer bloomer podcast. So my intent here is to try and get people, if I was like, I'm trying to project myself back 10 years ago. And if I was giving advice to myself 10 years ago, you know, what would you do, you know, uh, and how, how would you, how would you go, go about it? So, uh, my, my question is, is like, if you're in a doomer mindset, like, let's, let's say that like COVID's got you down, you're not, you're not doing so great, so hard right now, uh, as a doomer, like, how do you get on that path to becoming a bloomer? So in life, business relationships, what would be your, your best advice, Matt? Well, first of all, it's a fantastic question. And, uh, you know, I will, I'll give it in, in an example. So, um, a few, I would always ask, uh, people that I travel with, like, what would you do if you had a million dollars, right? What would you do if you could do anything with your life? What would that, what would you do? And, um, people have such a problem answering that question. And I I feel like it's just a basic question. I'm like, how do you have a problem answering this? So I had one friend, uh, in Toronto and he's so analytical. I'd be like, you know, what, what would you do if you could do anything? And he's going to tell me more savings or something ridiculous. He's just the most analytical human I have ever met. Uh, you know, and so I go, you know what? Um, I'm going to just do a, a guided meditation with you, right? So off the top of my head, I do a guided meditation with them. And basically I focus on his heart and I ask him the same series of questions, but in a hypnosis or meditative state. And he gave me the most beautiful answers. He started crying in the middle of it um, and had a really profound experience. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So the way that works is like, you know, when I was um, training and I still do some of this training, extreme sports athletes, you know, X games, athletes, things like that. I'd be like, okay, imagine a double backflip. And they're like, I can't cause I've never done one. I don't know what that feels like. And I go, okay, well just imagine you're your favorite athlete that can do that. Now imagine it. And by them pretending to be another person, they're able to then visualize the thing that they want to do because that person can do it. So when we go through the lens of a, the heart, it's such a different experience. And so The problem is when you ask someone that question, you're asking their conscious mind. Your conscious mind, number one thing is to keep you safe. You walk, you know, you look both ways when you cross the street. So for us to be safe, we need to eat, right? And for us to eat, we need money. So when I ask that question, your conscious mind is going to distort the answer because it doesn't want to kill you. It doesn't want to say, oh yeah, I would love to be an artist or I would love to, you know, make butter art, you know, Um, but you need to, you need to survive. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to distort that answer. So you don't kill me, right? I'm trying to help you. But the heart knows it's eternal. It knows it's connected to everything and it knows that you have infinite possibilities and it knows you're not just going to die, that you're capable of anything. And so when you go through that lens, the heart gives you a totally different answer. And so I started doing that process with uh, many people uh, with profound results and everybody wanted the same thing. They wanted good community. They wanted to work in fields that they were passionate about. They wanted their work to be things that they enjoyed. They wanted to live in nature. So what we need as human beings is very simple. It's very limited. So the first thing is let go of almost everything that you've ever been told. What you need to do is get very clear on your values. What is important to you? Start asking yourself very serious questions. Um, I got, you know, they can, any of these listeners can go through the Soul Compass course or the Quantum Heart Hypnosis. I can make it available to any of your listeners. And I would say go through those processes. 
And that is what's guided my entire life since I got my quote unquote freedom when I was done my education and travel the world, just those questions and it unfolds. So your life purpose isn't an end destination. You don't like get this thing and then it's done, right? I didn't go snowboarding and then my life purpose was done and then uh, travel to 25 countries and then my life purpose is done. It always unfolds with your skill sets and experiences. So you need constant alignment. So it's kind of like you're on the ocean and uh, your life purpose is a direction, but most people don't know if they're going north, east, south, or west. And what they're doing is they're just going along with the current of mainstream. So they're, they're creating their life by default. Means like, yeah, non players or whatever you said. They just, whatever culture, whatever their parents want, no, that's no, what they're going to do. Yeah. So, so that's it. That's, that's the what N- I would tell the, you. Gotta, the NPC. Yeah, exactly. So you need to start creating it purposefully. And that's asking yourself, what are your values? Um, what's most important to you? What are you curious about? Uh, what would you do if you couldn't fail? How do you want to contribute to the world? Um, and start asking those questions and then taking action because it's going to be over a lifetime. And when I was younger in my 20s, I was like, oh, okay, well, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to have a million dollars. My mic, my mic cut out. I think, um, yeah. So yeah. when I was when I yeah, was in my yeah. when I was in my twenties, um, you know, I thought in my thirties I would have uh, my life purpose all sorted and millions of dollars. But what happened was, I was able to create my life deliberately. It just happened slower. So now I'm like, if I'm going to do anything, I'm okay with committing ten years to it. I have no problem with that because it's going to be so meaningful. I'll just work away diligently over time. And that's how long stuff takes. So you'll be moving and paddling in a direction of your choosing. And so that's the most important thing because the how is unique to everyone. Every single person is going to have a different how, right? So you might need to start learning about business. You might need to start learning about whatever the case is. You're just going to slowly chip away, go back to those coordinates. The coordinates are your values, your curiosities, your contributions, your inner knowing, your inner dialogue, your inner perspective, honoring that, and then taking the next step because that's all you can do at that time is just take that next step. And you know, in taking that step, if it's in alignment with who you truly are, or if you're selling out in some sort of capacity. And I've heard it once on my podcast, like the meaning of life is to not sell your soul. And we sell our souls in all these different ways for different, for paychecks, right? For, for different amounts of paychecks. And, and that means your soul says, you know, I really wish you were studying this and doing this. And your mind says, well, I've got to go to this job to get this paycheck because I'm going to get lots of money in this big house. Well, your soul doesn't give a shit about any of that. Right. And when you die, you're going to get that mirror reflection saying, damn, like that wasn't worth it. So you want to be in the space where you fully pursued uh, with ruthless spiritual integrity what you came here to do and who you came here to be. Wow. I like that. Where are you? <laughs> who, you who are you? Yeah. Who are you supposed to be? All right. It's uh, something we talk about a lot. I, uh, so, and, uh, and the other question I have is, uh, like for, for me, for me, I just had a, I just had a gentleman on last week who talked about life as a craft. His name is Charles Collins. He'll be on, he'll be on this coming week. Um, but he talked about there's phases of life, um, apprenticeship phase, journey work phase, uh, 
ma- uh, mastery phase, and then you, you come back around to becoming a. a, 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 a oh, oh, you're working on your mic. Yeah, so coming coming back around, you know who 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 has inspired you, Matt, in the in the last you know 10, 15 years? Like who who have your mentors mentors been? Well, I, I love the idea of the craft and, and he's totally right. Like we have to put ourselves through our own apprenticeship, right? And so there's going to be a learning phase, right? So we want to go through the apprenticeship um, to achieve our mastery. So that that butter art person, you know, <laughs> I don't know what kind of apprenticeship that was, um, but that's a fascinating one. They had to do that themselves. Um, for me, my biggest influence when I was younger was Bruce Lee, uh, for sure. I loved Bruce Lee and his philosophy and martial arts. Um, I had the fortunate... Um, opportunity to be mentored by Michael Lozier, who's a Canadian author out of Victoria, um, wrote the book, The Law of Attraction, but it was based on neuro-linguistic programming. So it wasn't just, um, you know, positive thoughts, which I, I do believe influence our reality, but it's not the only thing you need to work as well. Um, it's a, like in martial arts, there's yin yang, right? So when I was training with the Shaolin monks, they did meditation and qigong and energy work, but they also punched trees. And that's what I feel like a lot of the spiritual new age community is missing is this, uh, the, the real element, the physical element, the work element, you need, you need both. You cannot just have one, right? I can visualize doing a double backflip over and over again, but eventually I got to go do that. Right. And so, but it's amazing if you can Combine the two, how productive you are, and and what, and that's how you you reach your full capacity by using both sides. So, um, so Michael Lozier was a was a mentor, and I would say every one of my podcast guests, you know, was a great opportunity for me to learn um, from amazing people, and um, yeah, and and just get a lot of uh, teaching. So I think podcasting has been a real gift, you know, and and so. Oh, and then also um, one of my Native American teachers, David Lombear Senapas, I spent about three years really uh, studying and learning from him. So that was very profound as well. I've had a few different indigenous teachers, but him specifically, um, very, very fascinating experience, really learned a lot. We're still connected now and uh, just a really extraordinary uh, human being and very, very unique. Nice. No, I, I love it. Yeah, like it, 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 it's it, it, it really like I really think that the like the the apprenticeship model is something that we've kind of kind of lost. Uh, like I, I said, before, like you kind of mentioned before, is the, the the normal path for like let's say you're 18 is finish school, go to university, get a job. Uh, personally, I, I didn't take that path. Like I I went down the apprenticeship path, like in a, a skilled trade. Um, and you went down obviously like training with Shaolin monks, which is a, an apprenticeship in itself. Right. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there is definitely a, a model, a model of doing, doing something or doing, doing something with purpose in your life. That's, that's kind of, kind of been lost. I, I, I feel, and I think, I think what's, what's great about, today's age is that if you want to find information to something, you just have to go Google it on the internet, right? There, there's lots of resources out there for free. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of, there's a lot of guru culture as well, which I'm not the biggest fan of, (laughs) but you know, there is, you know, if there, you know, if there's something you want to learn, you know, like, like I usually go to YouTube first and then 
find find the book on that subject and then try and try and connect with the the author the person that that you know is trying to trying to teach right like it's i'm a big fan of the self-education uh so yeah just i i really like the fact that you know like you you say start asking the right questions and what what is what is this do three kind acts a day whenever you are in the world I, yeah I, I i really i really love that yeah that that's one of them from uh you know my native american teacher david lomber senapas and uh you know, uh, of any spiritual teaching I've ever heard, that by far is the best one. I've read a ton of spiritual books, a ton of religious books, a ton of podcasts uh, on the subject. And that, to me, was the greatest spiritual teaching of all time. Do three kind of acts a day, go out of your way to do it, and don't tell anyone. And I was like, that's that's money. And, uh, you know, I, I always say that – I always give that suggestion on my podcast to do three kind acts a day and, and do like the quote-unquote kindness challenge where you do that for a week, right? Three kind acts a day every single day and you do it for a week. Go out of your way to do it, right? And um, if you do that, you'll probably get what I refer to as a universal wink. Something strange in reality will happen to you to know that it's spirit, God, or the universe. And so many people have written me and told me about what their weird experience was because it's always unique. It's always something that like, you're like that is way too random, you know? And you just know it's like this little wink from the universe is like, now you're on the right track. And so we, you know, when I was younger in my twenties, I like, I wanted to know what the secret was. That's why I went to Tibet. That's why or, or Nepal, I tried to go to Tibet, but it's still occupied by China, unfortunately. So I wanted to go to Tibet. I went to Nepal. I, I did the training with these masters. And what I realized was there's no damn secret, um, but it's this continuing unfolding. And we do have spirit, God, the creator within us, um, but we got to start listening to that wherever we are. And so it's it's just this never ending unfolding path of listening to our intuition and asking ourselves the most important questions. And then wherever we are in the world, um, you know, putting out some positive output. So doing three kind acts a day would be the fastest way to transform this entire planet. Um, you know, meditation's great. Um, but three kind acts is better. All these other ways to do it are great. But if everybody's core programming was serving others doing three kind acts, this whole planet would transform. And, you know, the indigenous culture already had that, you know, if somebody didn't have anything, the community would, would work together to give them that thing. And so, um, you know, we've kind of just been so disconnected to, um, to the way the world really lives. Like you use that example of uh, weak men create hard times. And it's so true. We don't know how to produce. We don't know how to take care of ourselves. We're kind of useless. And so we need to go back to being useful, self-sustainable, and then, um, you know, helping our fellow man. We've kind of, you know, we've, we've checked out, you know, we, we earn this kind of uh, leisure, but then, you know, kind of people with not good intentions are using that against us. And so we need to kind of get back to our roots here and and what it means to be human and what it means to be a good person and to actually live that and be that. Yeah. I, 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 I know what you're saying because we've, we've, we've went from a tribal society to agrarian society to industrial, and now we're a technological global society. But within the global society, we still have to. We're we're still we're still acting we're still acting a lot of the times from a more of a tribal mindset, where it's him versus her, us versus them. Those guys are bad. We're good. We're right. You're wrong. And I don't I don't think the world is that black and white. 
right? I, I think there's definitely shades of gray and nuances. Uh, I used to have this exact challenge that you're talking about. I called it the 100 days of, of good challenge. Uh, I used to do that in my early, early 20s. You know, I would go, I don't even like, I don't ever like to talk about it, but when I was doing the doing the Tao Te Ching, the one thing that it really talks about is that you have to, the world works on circulation where you have to give, you have to give more, like no matter how much you've thought you've given already, give more. And if you do that, things come back to you in, like you said, really strange serendipitous, serendipitous sort of ways. You know, like if you're in a coffee, if you're in a coffee shop or a coffee line, pay, pay for the next person's coffee, but don't tell them that you did it. Things like, think things like that, right. That, that, that just the, the small stuff kind of adds up to the bigger, the bigger goal and the bigger, the, the bigger challenge. And you've kind of hinted at this before, but I also like to ask myself, like, you know, how do you want to be remembered? Like, what is your legacy going to be? Right. Like what is, what is your legacy going to be, Matt? I know that's a kind of a big question. Yeah, no, I love that. And I love, I love that question and and it's important to think about. And, um, you know, for my hope, I, I would just would want people to remember uh, and think or believe that I was kind, that I did my best, you know what I mean? And, and that's like the most important thing, like to, to actually do those things, to be of service. And cause you, you never know how you're going to be remembered, but you know, you can look at my work and my life as a track record. Right. So, you know, you say, Oh, you know, I can see what he did. And, um, you know, I just want to be helpful and, and, uh, you know, live a good life and, and, and do my best. And so hopefully I'm remembered in that way. And that, that would, that would be my hope, you know, to be remembered as just a kind person. Um, and so, uh, I just like the simplicity of that idea because I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, like I think a lot of people pretend to know what they're doing. I I'm just like a, a child in an adult body doing my best here. So, you know, but with my work and the podcast and the things that I enjoy, um, I set the intent to help other people. And so hopefully I can do that to set with some degree of efficiency and with the podcast, you know, it's reached number one in in quite a few countries, which is great because, you know, my intent is to find the best guests and the best teachings that can help people, you know, reconnect them with their spirit, with their connection with the creator, whatever that is for them to live a good life, to have more joy and less pain and less depression and less confusion, more connection, more, more hope, more you know, of the positive feelings. And so, you know, I set my intent with that and hopefully it is helpful, but the result isn't up to me, right? The intent is up to me. And so um, I just try to be, be congruent and have integrity with my intent to be of service and whatever way that unfolds um, will be following my inspiration. So at one time it was writing a book on peak performance, um, you know, around sport. And the intent with that was to teach kids about self-mastery through sport. You know, it's a way to kind of Trojan horse self-mastery and sp- uh, spiritual principles in an athletic book. And so that took a lot of time and that took a lot of effort. And that was the expression, right? So there is a book that's been written, you know, that's that's available um, for people. And that's a part of the quote unquote legacy, I guess. And so it'll be continuously unfolding. Maybe at one point I'm just going to be a farmer, you know, and you won't even know who I am. But uh, what I'll try to do is is be helpful to my community. And that's enough, right? The um, the peaceful warrior, I think, you know, the the guy in there, he's a gas station attendant and uh, he's just a good person. He helps his community and he's 
death and that's that's enough right and so the community would remember that human and what he did so it doesn't have to be grandiose you know i think it can be very simple and and that's what i would that's all i could hope for i think i want to i personally want to find the the butter gods and and help me get better at carving butter <laughs> <laughs> no i i I, I, I support this 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 farming. I, I, I honestly think that uh, I think it's something that we've kind of lost. Like we've we've become so so industrialized in terms of our our production that we've it's a it's an art and skill. Like my grandfather, you know, his grandfather, like they were all they're all farmers. Like that's 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 what they did. And then when there was a war, they picked up their guns and went to war. That's that's what men did back in the day, right? You know, I don't, I, I, I personally don't want it to see it come to war again. Um, but what we've traditionally seen is there's an eighty-year cycle, right? Uh, that 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 comes around. You know, the last the last major conflict, world conflict, was in 1945. You know, so that was just over 80 years ago. Um, and there, there's, you know, there's, if you look at the United States, like, I don't, I don't want to get too political, but like, if you look at the United States, how, how divided the two sides are left and right, there's no, there doesn't seem to be much common ground anymore. It's, it's very, it's very polarized, right? You know, there's, there's California and there's Texas and then there's New York they're all they're all they're all very different places um uh i don't know it's it's very interesting to see what's going to unfold in the next 5 years um <laughs> how how do you like what's what's your like what's your ideal vision for the future and then and then we'll yeah we'll close on that how do, what's your ideal vision for the future matt Well, that's another really great question. And yeah, we're getting more divided. There there are cycles to this because this gets architected by the global elite. So they do run it in cycles. It's the same old game when you understand it. And so my hope for the future and what I believe will happen, we'll have uh, you know groups of people that are going back to a simpler time of uh, food production, uh, clean food, clean water, and uh, real food. We're not even getting you know real food anymore. So um, as this gets worse, and it will, um, those people are going to move into that type of world, which is going to—it's going to decay. It's going to fall apart. Um, they want to move towards a technocracy, so that's everybody getting vaccinated with gene therapy. It's going to kill a lot of people. It's going to do all that kind of stuff, um, and people will want to participate in that, and they will. And then the other group of people are going to want to be good people who want to know where their food's coming from. Um, you know, they want to be sustainable. They want to live simply. And uh, I think it's going to be a very beautiful existence. And then from that, I feel like we're going to have a whole new world. But this this world, as people imagined it last year, uh, is not going to come back. Uh, you know, the people that want to architect this are going to destroy the dang thing. And uh, the people who want something better are going to create that. And then from that, um, I believe we'll we'll have peace. I think that this world will see peace for the first time because we have to rid ourselves of this satanic Luciferian parasite. And that's what it is. It's a parasite on the planet. And uh, only humans can do that. And only spirit can do that. And only the creator um, can do that, which is in all people, you know, is the same creator spiritual force. And so 
we got to get reconnected with the land, reconnected with each other. Um, and, and we're being hijacked right through our minds and through, um, the money and the systems, right? We've kind of been pacified and hijacked. And so right now, I think it's a process of awakening and reclaiming our spirit and re- reclaiming our Because war doesn't make any sense. Like I said at the beginning, why the hell do we have war? It doesn't make any sense. Um, people don't want to harm us. Well, it's a that influencing us. So we need to stop engaging with all of that. Well said. <laughs> Your mic's kind of glitching a little bit. Yeah, no. So my apologies. I, I got to get a new thing here. Just started doing that. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So we need to stop engaging with that, and then we need to create something based on values and truth and spirituality and uh, compassion and kindness and and sense. You know what I mean? And we will we will create that. There will be groups of people that create that, and from that we will birth a new civilization and we can and it'll happen fast and the parasitical system will just fall away because our our power and our connection and what we make uh will be beautiful and people will see that opportunity and and i think that's what's happening now this is this is this great awakening to get rid of this parasitical system that people don't even know exists but it does it definitely does and we're experiencing that and we're going to experience uh more of it and uh you know but i think it's going to collapse on itself and people are going to realize how awful it was and uh and some won't right it's going to be a choice it's going to be a choice and those people are are going to participate in it but 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 a lot of people will and and uh, i think the people listening to your podcast will be on will be on that side of thing they just want to participate in what's right and what's true and what's good yeah like like if you you know think of it like a parasite can't survive without the host right exactly you know if you think of that analogy Right. And, you know, if the if the host is, you know, putting in healthy food, like no mind feeding healthy food, you know, not not succumbing to, you know, the 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 Internet misinformation, you know, actually, you know, seeking the truth, as Matt likes to say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, in that regard, Matt, what is the the best place for people or our listeners to connect with you online or offline? Yeah, uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, for the listeners, go to mattbelair.com. Um, I also have a Telegram group. I got deleted everywhere. I was part of that censorship, so censorship is absolutely bonkers right now. Um, but go to my website, um, sign up for the email list is the best way, and then also Telegram if you're not over there. I just started to go back on Instagram. You know, I had like forty thousand you know followers, which I'm just saying, you know, it's a lot of work. Right? I don't. It's nice to have that many followers, but they deleted me. You know, and it was a way to share information. That was like six years of, of hard work of putting out good information, you know, and so they just delete me. So we're over on telegram now. Um, and, uh, all places YouTube, but I got a strike on YouTube. So it's a fascinating thing. You know, now I'm like figuring out these underground places where I can continue to do my work and share the podcast and, and stay connected to people. So, uh, that, that'd be the best way I, w- I would say, you know, go over there for sure. Excellent. Yeah, I'm a part of your Telegram group. There's really good information on there. Um, there is a there's an event happening worldwide on March 20th, right? Oh, is that the the worldwide uh, protest? Yeah. 
Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Telegram groups, right? It's mostly the people that got deleted from from all social. So it's like independent researchers, right? And it's funny because I wasn't on Facebook and, you know, I went over there and I was like, what a cesspool of nonsense this place is. You know, I was like, I completely forgot because it's like all people who've lost respect, like you can have a difference of opinion. That's no problem. But, uh, the, you know, the, the, some people have just chosen to be total buttholes, you know what I mean? And they've lost their freaking mind. And so it's just, it's such a dark place, you know, there's no problem having a difference of opinion. It's just the way that you go about it. And so, you know, the internet, Facebook is just nonsense. Twitter's it's all, you know, now we're seeing what, what these systems are built to do. And that's why it's a technocracy. They're using technology against us. Half the YouTube videos that I saved are deleted when doing this research about what's going on with COVID. You know, half of them are gone. You can't find it in a Google search. You can't even find it anywhere. So that's why it's so damn confusing. So um, Facebook censoring, I'm trying to watch these videos on Instagram. Someone was sending me, they don't even play. Like they know exactly what they're doing and what's going on. Anything to dissent against this new world order, globalist agenda, anything anti-vax is gone. And and so you can't even, uh, you know, they even deleted and censored Robert Kennedy Jr. You know what I mean? Like it's absurd. So yeah, so get on over to Telegram and, uh, you know, you'll find you'll get good links there because if you're not there, it's they're really tough to find. They're, they're banned, shadow banned, deleted, censored. Um, you know, the Epoch Times is actually pretty good too. So, uh, but Telegram is definitely my number one. I get a lot of great links in there. Excellent. Yeah, and as always, you can find me online at my Insta handle, Bill underscore Ette, at Instagram, on Twitter, uh, a Doomer Bloomer podcast on Facebook as well and YouTube. Uh, I really enjoyed having you, Matt, and I want to continue having this conversation in the future. All I right. Really, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Cheers. Cheers.